hey, hey, this is Takara, and you are listening to A Letter to My Sister podcast. You are in the right place if you are raised to be a strong, independent woman who didn't have to depend on anybody for anything, but then you realize there were some lessons that you didn't quite get as you were going along the way. We often go through life the best way that we know how, and we don't even realize that there's a better way. So in here... There will be some raw and real conversations surrounding life lessons about the things that we wish that we had known, maybe about self, love, money, and even our careers. So if you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and I would love for you to leave a rating and review as well. So now that we've got all that out the way, let's chat, sis. Hey sis, today we are talking all about our careers, following your calling, even if it goes against the grain. Again, this is something that I wish was talked about just a little bit more growing up that our career path is not going to look the way that we expect it to, right? So we expect to go to graduate from high school then possibly go to college, then graduate college within four years, then straight after we graduate, land into this job that makes us whatever the desired amount of money it is that we're going to make. Unfortunately, sometimes life does not play out that way, but we can still follow our calling, even if it goes against the grain. So listen to this conversation that I have with Wesleya as she explains to us how she followed the breadcrumbs as she got them and how it basically landed her to the awesome career and the life that she is just able to live today because she did things that were a little bit out of the ordinary. Take a listen. Wesleya, thank you so much for coming to A Letter to My Sister podcast. I am so happy to have you with me today. We already kind of started chatting a little bit. So I'm excited for us to continue to have the conversation. Same here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So my very first question, because we both loved math when we were (laughs) uh, growing up. (laughs) So my question is, what exactly did you want to be when you grew up and how did that transition into what you're actually doing today? So what I wanted to be, what I thought I wanted to be when I grew up was an electrical engineer. And I was very excited about that until I had my first run-in with calculus and physics at the same time in high school, like honors calc and and honors physics. And it was, and then I as I was, uh, you know, preparing for colleges and looking at the different curriculums and whatnot, and I saw that you had to take calculus for four years and physics for four years on top of some other things, I said, yeah, no, maybe, maybe that's not the move for me. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not my ministry. <laughs> that that might not be. I think I've capped out on my level of math aptitude mm-hmm. at this point, and so I started looking at some other things that included math and the things that I enjoyed doing. And I saw accounting and looked into that. And I was like, you know, I think I can do that. And then further research showed me that, you know, you know, you're always going to need an accountant. People always going to need somebody to, to, um, 
to count their money. So that was the first pivot. But the if you pull the layers all the way back, the actual pivot for the change in the major also was the fact that the school that I was um, planning to go to specialized, it was a technology university. And um, because of um, preparedness financially for college, I wasn't able to go to that school. And so I then I also had to pivot to find out like, so, well, what school can I go to now and figure out, okay, so what are they known for and what kind of degree can I get and things of that nature. And so that's, is a dual prong pivot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, um, I'm curious about how your parents felt about the pivot. You know, at the time, it was a matter of them doing what they had to do and making sure that I was positioned to do what I needed to do. So instead of going to that, that and, and the school was a private school, a private university. They wanted me to go to the public university, like the main public university in the city, downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was cheaper. They had so they were able, along with my grandparents, to be able to at least get me started in that direction going there. And um, so I just had to do what I needed to do. But growing up, I understood the the hurt and the disappointment of how um, not being prepared or not having that level of preparedness can um, kind of change the, tra- the trajectory of somebody. But at the end of the day, it's also God orchestrated because I'm definitely where I'm where God wanted me to be. So like, sometimes you look at things and when it's happening to you, and you're not understanding why. Like, I'm not understanding why I don't want to push past calculus, you know. I'm not understanding why they're not prepared for me to go to this particular school that I would have my heart set on going to. Well, because God can orchestrate things in your life to get you exactly where he wants you to be. So hindsight, when you have your connected dots moments, it all makes sense. <laughs> That's true. I I definitely understand that because, of course, like you, I also loved math. I was also in calculus and physics took me clear out the game. Out the game. Out of the game. And and I'm so stubborn. I refuse to be defeated. So I took the class again with the same teacher with my notes and got the same grade. Mm -mm, I said, oh, girl, you really don't have this at all. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have this. You need to wrap this up and you need to switch majors because you don't have it. How you how you get the same grade with the same teacher and you knew what was coming and you you just don't understand it. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like I said, there's there's a cap, there's a lid. Mm-hmm. That was my that's the lid of my math competency. Exactly. <laughs> and science exactly. competency. <laughs> Clearly. So let's talk about this this level of preparedness because when I was when I picked my major and I I know my listeners have heard this quite a few times but y'all gonna hear it again (laughs) I just knew that I wanted to help people and my automatic assumption was that if I want to help somebody 
clearly that means that I need to go to medical school. I have to, because that's the only way that you can help people. What other way is there? There is no other way. However, if someone had spoken to me about accounting, I often feel like accounting was like maybe that thing that I could have done because I also loved math, but I was just never pushed over into that area. Like no one ever said, hey, you know, if you love math so much, why don't you think about becoming an engineer or why don't you think about doing something in finances? It was never even a thought for me because I was just so bent on helping people, Mm -hmm. which meant that I needed to become a medical doctor. (laughs) So (laughs) how did that process kind of work out for you? You know, I think for me, I ended, I feel like I was all over the place because though I knew I wanted to be an accountant, there are other dynamics about accounting that I just did not know about at the time. And I also didn't understand how certain aspects of that job just totally conflicts with my personality. And so we don't take all of that in consideration when we're trying to choose a career path or what we're trying to do. We don't stop to think about what are, what are we naturally gifted at? What are our passions? How are we wired? How has God shaped us? You know, are we introverts? Are we extroverts? Like, how do we process things? Like, we don't think about all of that when we're trying to make these career moves. And I think all of that happens in time. Some of us are quicker to figure it out than others. And for me, I mean, I think it was relatively quick. So I, I, I you know, got, got my major in accounting. It was a, a double major, actually, accounting and computer information systems. And I only did that so I could be extra marketable. They don't even use the language that I learned. I mean, I learned... I wouldn't be able to do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I walk up to some place and say, yes, and I have a degree in information systems. They'd be like, and do you know? I'd be like, absolutely not. <laughs> but And technology changes so fast. Oh yeah. you, you can barely keep up with it in the first place. Oh, yeah. I started doing accounting, doing auditing, doing, doing all the things that accountants do, um, became a budget analyst for a Ford Motor Company, and... Coming out of that, where I landed, quote unquote, was I became a credit and collections manager for a greeting card company. And that fit my personality because not only am I doing numbers, but I'm also working with people because I am a people person. I like to talk. The auditing and just sitting and crunching the numbers mm-hmm. and not talking to anybody and sit like I, I did internships where I was sitting in the in the back just only compiling financial statements. I didn't like that. You know, um, I worked in corporate as an internship at when, um, at a phone company. Um, I like that because I like the interaction with the people. So I still had to figure it out, right? But when I became the collections manager and is when I realized that I didn't like the strife and the anxiety that I was causing the business owners trying to collect money from them and not understanding what was going on with them but I was demanding this money. And so they're saying, but I can't make revenue if you don't send me my stuff. And I'm like, and you're not getting your stuff until you send me a check. So this is what I'm, (laughs) you know, this is what I'm doing all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And I have people under me that are doing, you know, that are reporting to me doing the same thing, right? I went on maternity leave. Um, This is maternity leave with my second daughter. And it was on that leave that I prayed and I asked God, I said, you know, can I get a job where I can do, still work with counting, work with numbers, work with people, 
but not be a hindrance, not be, you know, a yoke, you know? So yeah. I, he opened the opportunity for me to become a financial advisor for at a national brokerage firm. I was like, okay, all right. So I'm about to be a stockbroker. Oh, this is how this is going to trans. So then I did the training and all for that. And then that's what I absolutely love that. Now, now everything was in alignment because now I'm still working with finances. I'm still work dealing with people, but now I'm helping people and not mm-hmm. being a hindrance. And then that's when everything kind of like came in alignment for me as far as my overall career choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a span of, let me see, that was a span of about five years. Okay. Um, you know, graduating, kind of figuring it out. So I graduated, got married, trying to navigate career, um, mm-hmm. had opportunities to move out of state, but I'm married with a husband who's got, to a husband who's got opportunities here, making a lot of life decisions. Okay. So no, I'm not going to move your career, you know, all of that, 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 that we're doing all of that while I'm also trying to figure out my own career path and then how am I supposed to be a corporate woman, a, a mom, a wife? We just going to trust the Lord and figure it all out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it's interesting with the the similarities that I hear, because essentially it seems like you basically followed the breadcrumbs that were being handed to you. You started off with accounting and then it's like, okay, yep, here I am in accounting let me pick up this extra skill, let me do this. And then you went on to be the credit and collections manager. And you're like, all right, but I don't like how this piece is making me feel. So now let me go to the next thing so that I can feel better. This fit my personality, but I don't like how it makes me feel. So let me go to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So it's like you follow this awesome trail of breadcrumbs and, um, Nursing wise, you know, I landed in nursing, landed. (laughs) (laughs) Never. It's it's so crazy because I did not have any intentions whatsoever of becoming a nurse. It was literally an afterthought after I graduated from college, after spending that extra year because I switched my majors. Oh, wow. So, yeah, just wasting money. But the interesting thing about it, though, is that you were saying one of the things that that you were wondering about the people that you were talking to is what's going on with you? What's going on with you that maybe there's a reason that you're not able to pay? And I ask my patients that when they come onto my floor, what's going on with you? Because let me tell you something. If you landed on this floor, you having a bad day. Mm. I don't know what kind of day you're having. But it is a bad day because I work on a cardiac floor. So I'm like, what in your life is stressing you out so much that it caused you to get chest pain? Talk to me about that. Wow. Wow. And so I think the same thing for you when mm-hmm. you say what's going on with you. Like, are you so were you kind of wondering what their spending habits were or just what lifestyle things were going no, on? No, just what is going on with with the business, if you mm-hmm. will. You know, um, depending on the type of business, I mean, you actually, you're, you're buying these, because it was a greeting card company, so you're buying these greeting card companies in bulk. Um, 
and there's the season has arrived for you to have these cards, right? Um, but you can't pay for them. So it's like, I don't know how you prioritize paying the rest of your vendors. I, was it an oversight? Was it, you know, and, and for obviously for some people you learn patterns, but for some, you just don't really know the story. And again, like I said, not knowing the story and my job at that time wasn't really to try to figure out the story. My job was to get our aging Mm-hmm. at a certain level and not have old um, receivables. So I'm trying to hear your story, but I'm trying to hear your story so I can figure out the best way to tell you how to get this money in here. And so when I see, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you see an opening, you go for it, you know, and it's like, oh, well, you know, um, whatever reason they give, and then you come back with, okay, well, then I'll just send FedEx to the door. They'll be there at five. Can you just put, give them the check? And they'll, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the different things that you do. And I, I, I just didn't sit well with me. So, you know, you know how you come home at the end of the day and you want to feel good about what you did all day. And mm-hmm. yes, I feel good that, you know, oh goodness, I brought in this much money. Like our agent reduced from, this to this by the you know but then at the end of the day it's like but i'm still calling people all day every day or making sure that calls are being made to make sure that you're late on this bill and we need to get this money in here you know right so then my question for you is that i realize for a lot of people when they're going through a season of transition so especially for you as you were newly married, and then after that, children were coming into the picture, that often changes a lot of people's mind about exactly, all right, is this the kind of life that I want to live so that I can continue to be present for my children? How many hours am I spending at work? What is it that I need to do to change? So for you, I know that you made another shift I did. after you had your children. So can you talk to us about that? I did. So after I told you, the stockbroker, I became the stockbroker. And I, I, for me at that point, that was like my dream job. I'm like, who, what? Let's do this. It was only, I'm only one other, two black women in the office and a brother. That's, that's, and so, and then to get this wealth of knowledge about how to build wealth and a different tools and products to use. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm about to, my people are about to get I'm about to tell everybody. I'm so I'm really amped. I'm really excited about it. Um, but then my daughter, she was an infant at the time, um, was diagnosed with a condition called failure to thrive. And so that is, you know, her not being able to keep her food down and me having to keep going to the doctor over and over, trying to find out what's wrong, allergy tests. All the upper GI, lower GI, all these tests, they're trying to figure out why this baby won't keep any food down to the point that she had gotten so thin that if she had even caught a cold, um, it could have killed her because she didn't have enough body fat in order for her immune system to to ward off, to de- you know, defend itself. The doctor wanted to do, actually wanted to sew off the top of her stomach. So the food wouldn't come back up and then she would be fed with a feeding tube. And that just sit well with our spirit. And we said, absolutely not. So we went another way. 
Um, actually, chiropractic medicine is actually what helped save my baby's life. But that's a whole oh. nother podcast episode. <laughs> but let me write that down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I, I say all that to say the newness of the job, us having, we had already made some adjustments with how we managed our own money so that we were basically kind of living off of one income anyway. Um, but I worked through that. I studied from all my exams while my baby was in the hospital. I was so thankful that the, my branch manager understood the severity of what was going on. And at that time, what was most important for me was to pass my series seven. I had to pass it on the first time. If I didn't, I would lose that job. So I would go to the hospital. I would study, study, study. Um, she turned around, thank God. But even in that, as they're getting older, I work through that. I'm trying to grow this business. My husband now has started his own business. He starts an IT consulting firm. He's growing his business. I'm growing my business. I'm getting off work, barely getting to Latchkey at six o'clock, picking up my babies to get them in bed at eight. And I got two hours with them and I'm on this rat race every day. And I just had to stop and ask the Lord, what, what is the way that he would have me to go? Because this right here, I'm not. And I can't, as much as I told myself, it's the quality, not the quantity of time. That just didn't resonate with my spirit. And so, you know, I worked as a stockbroker for three years. And then after that, I'd made a shift because I needed the flexibility to be home with my girls because I wanted to, there's just certain things that I wanted to do for them. And um, I put a pause on, on what I did there. But the beautiful thing is, is that what I loved most about being a stockbroker was providing financial education. I was able to do that. And I still do that to this day. And I'm able to, and I had the flexibility that I had to do that. Then I have, I do it even more now, but um, I still had that flexibility because I was providing that to my church and to other churches. So it just all worked out. Again, it's one of those things where when you look at it at the time, it's like, ah, I didn't, I got to change again. <laughs> <laughs> I want, you know, and it's like, and and, and you can think and it, it feel, it look like you're just always unsettled and you're never satisfied, but I'm, it's not even about that. It's really about God molding you and shifting you and your situations to get you in alignment for it, for exactly where he wants you to be. And if we don't buck up against it and just be obedient, we'll be blessed even more for it. My baby. I keep calling, you hear me calling my baby. She's 24. <laughs> she's in grad school at the University of Miami. I mean, she's doing great. You know what I'm saying? And my mm -hmm. husband's business has flourished. I'm flourishing. My business is flourishing. You know, so the things I put my hand to has flourished, but I could not be afraid to not move. I'm asking the Lord to show me what do I do? How can I be the, the, the I want to be all that you would have me to be. You wrote in the word about the virtuous woman for a reason. How am I supposed to do that? And I'm challenged in this particular area. Well, for me, what God told me to do was to shift. He didn't tell everybody to do that. And he doesn't tell everybody to do that. So, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, well, no, I can have it all. I can be, I can, 
And you might be able to, but that's just not everybody's story. And that wasn't my story. And there was no way for me to move up the quote unquote corporate ladder like that and be what I wanted to be and be where I wanted to be and what I wanted to be for my, for my children and for my husband. So let me ask you this. How did you, how did you make that decision or how did you determine that? Because my thinking and what I know about you is that you are a very ambitious woman, goal oriented type of woman. And when you come into accounting, I know there's levels, there's the CPA exam, like there, there are big things to this. And I can imagine that you've probably already made all of these goals and places that you were trying to go. So then how did you take the shift from accounting at a greeting card company and then you shift again to stockbroker and then you shift again? So how did you manage these transitions to know, okay, this is the next best step for me? First of all, I remember what I prayed. So remembering what I prayed helped me to clearly see that it was an answer, although it might not have been the answer that I recognize or what I, it might not look like what I thought it was going to look like, but I knew it was an answer because I specifically prayed for it. Right. And then there would be different confirmations and affirmations along the way. One very, one in particular was one night when I was basically just crying out to the Lord, like, this is, I'm tired. This is too much. I can't keep up all of this. I got a phone call the very next day. And the very next day, that phone call was actually my pastor calling me to say, hey, you know what? I had this idea. We really need to empower our people economically and financially, not only the people in this ministry, but the people in the community. And I'm trying to figure out how to do that. And I, and I was just like, what? And he was like, and because of the shift that we're having here, I don't have anybody to honestly do the accounting for the church. And I want our books to be right because this is a new this is a new ministry. And he says, I don't know, you know, what you are doing, what you're planning to do. I don't even know if you have the time to even be able to to volunteer your services to do this. Now he doesn't know my career struggle and you know, work life balance struggle, and I'm trying to and so for me to get that call was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, as time progressed, it wasn't always easy, but it was my connection with the Lord. And it was the things that the Lord clearly told me. And so he clearly told me to go deep and develop. I said, okay. Then he told me that he reminded me, he was like, when your girls are gone and when they, you know, when they leave the nest, you'll be 50 that is a perfect time for you to be able to honestly wholly and fully go into the thing that I actually have called you to do in for your life. But your first ministry, I'm calling you to your first ministry, which is your being a mother to these children and a wife. And I would be like, okay. And every time I would feel an angst, I just had to remember what the Lord said. And I remember when we were in um, one of our P2P sessions, Purpose to Platform sessions. Mm-hmm. And um, our business coach, Patrice Washington, had came in and she talked to us and she said, many of you feel like you're not moving forward and you're blaming yourself. But it's not that 
it's something that you're doing. You just haven't been released. And when she said that, that also, that was another confirmation of exactly where I had been. Like, God is going to release me, but he's not going to release me until I have completed the season that he wanted me to complete. And I wasn't going to be like Moses and strike the rock. And that's not to say that I I didn't do anything. I did exactly what he did. He said, I got my designation as a accredited financial counselor. I am a certified church administrator. I, you know, I have done the work to be able to serve who I need to serve in this season that I'm in right now. And even the season of serving like the church, the ministry as an administrator, that season is over. I am fully now just only focused on doing the, the financial coaching and, you know, helping women to purposely create a blueprint for them to live a balanced life while building wealth. That is what I do right now. So, and I'm happy about it. And so it's like a full circle moment, but you have to trust God. You have to trust God. That's how I call it connect the dots moments. When, when I connect the dots, I see how it all makes sense. It doesn't always make sense in the transition. The, the children of Israel walking around in the wilderness, that none of that made sense to them at the time they were doing it. That's why they was grumbling and complaining and griping. It mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. wasn't even supposed to be there that long, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's I'm glad you brought that up because when we aren't obedient, then we do prolong in a transition longer than when we need to. Rather than just being obedient and following God as he leads us so we can move and, you know, transition at the time that he has designated. Does that make sense? It does. It absolutely does. Because I believe that sometimes we call ourselves trying to help God out. Same way like Abraham, right? God was like, I'm going to give you a son. (laughs) All right. I'm going to give you one. And they were like, okay, but it ain't happened yet. Let me help you out. Let me help you out so that we can make this thing happen. Mm -hmm. And when you move outside of God's timing, there is a lot that you will mess up. And from this wonderful Bible study that I'm in, what we realized in reading through a lot of the books of the Old Testament is a lot of this is sibling rivalry. Mm-hmm. If you really, if you it think is. about it, it yeah, is. it's sibling it's, rivalry. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and that yeah. blew my Jacob mind. I saw, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Like this? <laughs> yeah. this is sibling rivalry. And even when you're operating in disobedience, even going, see, now we're in a whole Bible study. But, <laughs> <laughs> but even going back to David and Bathsheba, he asked for forgiveness. He received the forgiveness, but there was a price that he had to pay for that. And the price that he paid was basically being ran out of his own palace as king and completely embarrassed, all in disobedience. So yes, it's definitely best that we stay put, even though we may feel like we should be further along or especially, I, I think especially when you see someone has started at the same place that you were and they just catapulted so quick and you're like, how in the world did they get all the way up there 
and I'm still way back here, but it's also that we have no idea what their backstory was or what kind of preparatory work that's been going on behind the scenes for them to be elevated Mm -hmm. that quickly. And you may not want whatever they had to go through (laughs) in order to get there. There are a lot of women, great women who have paused their career for their family. Nancy Pelosi is one. J.K. Rowling is one. I mean, there are a lot. You name, there are a lot. Anita Baker is one. No, but seriously, pause to career because this is my my most important ministry. And play the music, but I, I can't. If I can't work it around this, then I'm not doing it. So you're right. You have to be obedient to what God is calling you to do. And you can't, don't get into comparing because you 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 just can't you've seen the movies the two sisters where the one is which one was that with the with the baby oil and the um the christmas one listen i'm anyway. terrible at movies don't ask me anyway it's, <laughs> I know, it's, it's it's to regina king and um whatever anyway i know exactly what you're talking about one did the corporate thing never got married mm-hmm. she put her life on hold to help the husband whatever they're at each other's throat because they obviously envied each other's lives. And it's like, what? <laughs> you know, do what God has planned and called you to do. And like I said, and sometimes it just doesn't play out like we want to see. The word tells us to submit our plans to the Lord and he will cause them to succeed. It's the submitting the plan. That's the part that we we miss. We just okay, Lord, cause my plan to succeed. But ultimately you have to submit it to him for him to to allow it to succeed. And he will shift and do different things in your life um, to get you to a divine moment when it'll all come to pass and you just have to trust him as you are navigating it. Yes. And since we started on Bible study, I have another one. And and a lot of the things sometimes that, that we are instructed to do via our divine downloads make absolutely no sense whatsoever. None whatsoever. For Gideon, when he went down to go fight this war where he was outnumbered, they came with horns and lights. And that's how they won the battle. But because of the way that he was given to do the formation of the people and the way that which they surrounded the camp, then from there, all of the enemies were like, oh my God, we are completely surrounded. And they ran out in total confusion. And it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. So you mean to tell me you went to war with a horn? <laughs> Sir. <laughs> right. <laughs> or you, so, so you're just telling me that the walls of Jericho just fell down because you marched around it? Mm-hmm. That's it. You didn't do nothing else. You didn't have a chisel. You didn't have a hammer. What what sense? And you want me to be quiet? <laughs> that don't make sense. I think I should be making some noise. So it's like the things that the Lord has you do makes no sense whatsoever. But if you follow it, then you'll be like, oh. I got it. Okay, well, <laughs> he got me here. <laughs> exactly. And don't worry about, and then even then too, sometimes it might make sense to you because you know what you, again, you have to remember what you prayed for. Journal it, write it down. 
So you can go back. And that helped me a lot for me to go back to remember the things that he told me. Like each time I would get frustrated or, you know, want to step outside. It's like, no, stay the course. And um, others might look at you and say, that don't make sense. But it doesn't matter what other people are thinking. It's really what was what God has you to do. Mm-hmm. So I would like to go back to balance. I believe that balance is such a crucial thing, especially when it comes to your careers and especially when it comes to transition with that. How would you recommend someone maintain the balance between family and career? Mm. Can it be balanced? I think it definitely can be balanced. And I think the question that you have to ask yourself is basically what consequence can you live with? What consequence can you be okay with if 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 one area isn't priority or has t- more priority over another area? Like, can you miss a child's performance, okay, versus not being there in the evenings when that's just a pivotal time for them to be able to pour into you, find out about their day, help them unwind, help them decompress. Does that make sense? Like, you have to find those moments and then you have to create those boundaries. And... uh, you have to set those boundaries and you have to enforce those boundaries. I I believe that, you know, the adage is, you know, can a woman have it all? And I think absolutely 100% we can, but I don't think we're ever going to have it all at one time. And I think in certain seasons, your values change. Um, in certain seasons, your priorities change. And so and with each change comes a change in boundaries. And those bound those boundaries are that's what's going to help you create and establish that that balance. And I mean, I still have to do that to this day, even though my you know my daughters are grown now. But just because they're grown, that doesn't mean I'm going to start working eighty hour weeks and not take care of myself, and then not you know still be you know spending time with my husband and spending time with my family. You know what I'm saying? Like our lives consists of so many things, our mental, spiritual, physical, financial. Um, You know, we have to make sure that we're well balanced in all of those areas. We we just can't just focus on one. That's really good. And what, what I have been learning more and more is that boundaries are so important in each and every aspect of our lives. And a lot of the times I feel like we see boundaries as this very difficult thing to do and very uncomfortable because we don't want other people to think that we are unreasonable or whatever it is. And when I was reading, I'm pretty sure this came from the book Boundaries. It was a story about a man whose wife was about to deliver. And there was a meeting scheduled for the same exact day. And he was trying to figure out how he could make it to this meeting and still be there in time for his wife's delivery. So what he decided to do was to take the meeting in the delivery room while she was going through the labor so that he could be there to 
witness both because then he felt like that his coworkers would see him as a team player. Or maybe maybe he went to the office. I can't remember the whole story. But either way, he thought that he would get all these accolades for putting work first and going to these things. And the people were like, I thought you said that is, isn't, isn't your wife supposed to be delivering a, a, a baby today? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go back at 12 o'clock. And they're looking at him crazy like, first of all, you should not even be here right it's like i said what consequence can you live with what outcome what fallout can you live with i people forget that they're they're just gonna hire the next person it's easier for them to hire the next person than it is for you to get remarried precisely yeah and, and, and then totally defile one of the most precious moments that's supposed to be that's supposed to be a part of your life your your baby's life your your wife's life like no no you, you firm boundaries for uh, another example you know we were supposed to record earlier we was actually supposed to record on the same day that I had to put my my dog down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now. A part of me was like, although I was crying all afternoon and morning, and you know, it was like, okay, get yourself together, it's a dog. Do the podcast, and I'm like, no, it's not just a dog, right? It's that was family. my baby for 14 mm-hmm. years, and this I cannot act like all that we had to go through the two weeks leading up to that was not as traumatic as as it was and unfortunately mm-hmm. I'm sorry but I'm gonna have to reschedule because I can't you know what I'm saying I, I can't I'm not gonna be my best for you and what is that proving it's now does it is it an inconvenience okay yes but at the end of the day my mental I have to take care of that the consequence of me not taking care of that is greater than you having to find another podcast guest you understand what I'm saying? And I don't say not say that to be sound bold mm-hmm. or anything, but look at the consequence of the ramifications and the consequences behind the decisions that you make when you don't establish a boundary to keep balance. Right. And it's absolutely true because whatever you told me, it's not your responsibility with how I reacted to the news that you gave. <laughs> you said, hey, I need a beat and I will, <laughs> I'll, I'll message you back when we can reschedule. If I said yes or no, either way, you was you weren't going to be on here. So, <laughs> and and that's the thing that we have to remember: it's not our responsibility for how people react to the boundaries that we put in exactly. place because the boundaries are for us and our exactly. well-being. It's not for the next person. Who cares? As long as you feel all right, then you can show up and be your absolute best self because who's to say that you would have come on here and then maybe <laughs> I wouldn't have known what was going on and I would have said something that triggered you. And I'm right. like, well, why is she crying? And we just talked about finances. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I just, you have to have boundaries. That's that's. I think that's the only way that you're going to have work-life balance. Is have those boundaries, and then in in those boundaries is what allows you honestly mm-hmm. to to sit down, settle yourself, 
to hear from the Lord so that you can follow the crumbs so that you can know what next stair, step to step on. Because again, life is about moving down the staircase when you can't see the next step. It's about faith. So if yeah. you can't establish the boundaries in order for to settle your mind and settle your spirit. <laughs> and I think the best analogy that I've heard, and I always have to make sure that I remember it because it was so good, is they likened it to a to you driving at night. Exactly. Your headlights can only take you but so far. It'll and as you more. continue to move closer, then the headlights will give you more. Right. You can't see 10 miles in front of you, but if you keep driving, eventually you're going to see more, but you have to keep moving. And I always try to keep that analogy in the forefront of my mind. Like, okay, I may not know the next five mm-hmm. steps, but I do know the next one. So let me go do the next one so that now he can highlight exactly. the step that comes for me exactly. after that. Now, one of the questions that I wanted to ask, because I think it's important to bring this up, is you went from a stock broker to becoming a church administrator. Volunteer, I think you said. Yep. So that sounds like two different incomes <laughs> to me. Stock broker. Right. church administrator how was that transition because I feel like for quite a few people they would be like well why would I go from this job that's paying me good money and then go down to Mm -hmm. this that's right that's not sustaining me this can't be of God because why why would he want me to do this So again, from my personal testimony and my personal walk, Mm -hmm. we, my husband and I had already started taking control of our finances because I had overcome some debt issues. He had overcome some debt issues. Then we overcame, had to overcome debt issues together. Um, And we had decided that, you know what, we were going to be better stewards of our money. And like I said, we had basically would live off of one income. And then we would use the other income to either pay down debt or save. So at the point where God told me to make that shift because of how our finances were in order, that part wasn't as difficult as maybe it might be for somebody whose finances aren't in order, where that is the very first thing you're looking at, where you're going, oh, uh uh-uh, I'm not about to go from this to this. But then you also have to understand the peace of mind that I needed. The the, And again, it was some other things that, you know, the balance in the household. He and I, both of us were working, trying to build our businesses. And we were both gone and out. And he was traveling and I was. And I, we needed a sustaining and a, a stabilizer in the house. I was going to be the stabilizer. And as I would begin to just absorb um, the virtuous woman in the in the in the in the verse where it states that um, you know her woman will call her blessed, and then her husband was a king in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Wow, right? Okay, so everything that I'm doing here behind the scenes matters, <laughs> and I'm doing it very well, right?" So keeping money in line, keeping everything, keeping, you know, 
keeping our budget, saving, continuing to do all the things that we said we were going to do, recognizing that some things might take us a little bit longer to do than others. But as we continue to serve and be in our obedience and his business continue to flourish, what we thought we were going to miss, we didn't miss, and we actually got it um, in greater. But it's all tied into the obedience. It's still tied to the obedience. So if this is a single mom and she's trying to figure out work-life balance and and I don't know if the Lord is going to tell you to quit your job at half a salary when that's the only income you have. I'm not, I'm not saying that the Lord is going to tell you to do that, but what I am saying is whatever the Lord tells you to do, do it. So for us, we shifted and... And that's what we did and was frugal in some areas, a lot of areas until, <laughs> you know, until we didn't have to be frugal anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing because what I took from that is essentially you reached a full circle moment because when we initially started talking, you were talking about being unprepared. And so you get into this degree that, you're like, eh. <laughs> this this is not really this is not really for me. And then you start following the breadcrumbs along the way. But now, because you took this essentially this decrease in pay, but your level of preparedness and everything that you've learned now that you are able to put in place now allowed you to take this pay cut. Because you all have made the steps that were needed to get to where you needed to be. And then, see, this is why I take notes. And then going back (laughs) when you said, you got to remember what you prayed for. So you're not only remembering what you prayed for, but now you're prepared to get that thing that you're prepared for. And if it looks like a pay cut, so be it. But it's exactly what you said that you wanted. It fits your personality, it fits your goals, and it gives you the balance that you wanted. So clearly all of the signs are there that, hey, this this is the next best step for you. This is the next best step, exactly. For me to do accounting, administration, operations, and financial empowerment. I still teach financial literacy. That was, that's, that's my one, that's part of my job description is to make sure I run that. Everything that I love, everything that I loved about all my, all those previous experiences that I had, I was able to do in this season. Like, although it was half the salary. Okay. But my flexibility was greater. That's priceless. Mm -hmm. I don't go in until I dropped them off at school. I leave and pick them up. Don't schedule any meetings for me on this day because they have a half a day and I need to pick them up at. I won't, I'm not working today because we have a field trip. I'm a, I'm a room mom. I need to go on field. You understand? Right. So these, this is the flexibility that I, that I, that I need. I, and then, okay, now we didn't even get into cheer, dance, singing, choir. <laughs> Um, <laughs> money, 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 money. <laughs> you, know, you know, all those 
other things, you know, all the extracurriculars, mm-hmm. dance, you know. So, but I just, um, if, if you hear anything out of my story, if you could take anything away from my story, it is trust God with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, that's my favorite scripture. As well as seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Mm -hmm. And all these things will be added unto you. So these are scriptures that I'm eating on. Because, and here's a part, maybe I should have been clear when I stated this. At this time when all of this was happening, was a time in my life where I was so hungry for the word. And I don't know if you can recognize seasons in your life when you you just, if it ain't in the word, I ain't doing it. You know, I mean, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're just hungry and you're just in it and you're just ingesting and you're really, you know, I'm really developing my relationship with Christ and I'm really seeing who God is for me. And I'm really wanting to apply everything that he's saying in my life. I'm just young. I don't know nothing. I don't know how to do it. Nobody gave me a wife manual. Nobody gave me a mama manual. Mm-hmm. And no manual. There's no manuals for this. <laughs> I have to figure this out. I go to the Lord. And so as I'm eating and learning and trusting and praying, and all, I mean, my spiritual disciplines were really at a point where, I mean, I, I could just hear and sense all that God was wanted me to do with each shift. Like it's not all of them. The shift for my family, yes. The earlier shifts, like not being able to go to, to the college I want and all of that. Okay, that <laughs> mm-hmm. was some, you know, let's figure this out how we can do it. But from the time that I prayed to help people with my knowledge as opposed to hindering them, and I switched to becoming a stockbroker and then switched from that to to where I am now. That's, I know that is, well, it's all God, but I am assured of what I heard from God when I made those shifts. And that's just what I want people to know that, you know, the breadcrumbs of your life, I pray that they are being left of God and you follow them and it's going to lead you to where you need to be. It's going to lead you to his provision. It's going to lead you to his favor. Um, I don't know where the breadcrumbs led Hansel and Gretel. That's the whole another different thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about trying to pat up somebody. (laughs) But the bread of life, Jesus, the breadcrumbs of the Lord is going to lead you to him, his rest, his refuge, his safety. Just trust him and then move as he transitions you. And he is truly the ultimate strategist because everything that that you've done pretty much segued for you to do what you do today with your financial counseling company. Yes, 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 exactly. Yep. And I couldn't be happier. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't be happier. I love it. It's so fulfilling for you to be able to do exactly the thing that you want to do and have the impact and influence the way that you want to. Essentially, 
with with the Lord as your strategist, you you definitely can have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. Because that's how it should be eaten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we don't sit down and eat a whole cake at one time. Right. You know, just a few slices. <laughs> we eat a little bit today and mm-hmm. we eat a little bit tomorrow. And if you like me, you'll freeze half of it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Pull it back out, eat a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But that's just kind of how it that's just kind of how it goes, right? <laughs> yes, I love that. All right. So I don't want to keep you too long. So I do have one more question for you. Okay. And that is if you could leave a piece of advice for your sister when it came to her career path or even choosing her career, what would your advice be? Hmm. My advice would be to, as best as you can, hone in on your gifts, your talents, your skills. If you can, your spiritual gifts too, because that's, you know, some younger are, you know, are in tune with that, but your skills, your talents, how you're wired, be okay with who you are. If you loud, then you loud. If you're an introvert, then you're introvert. You know, if you like people, you be okay with who you are and then become a student of the industry that you're interested in. Because sometimes I think we fixate on the one thing. But there's so many things that you could do within the industry and still be prosperous and still feel fulfilled and still make a difference. Um, but if, you know, we'll focus on that one thing. And it's not always about that one thing. So be a student, become a student of the industry as well. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because even with nursing, we all start, typically, most of us start on a medical surgical floor or bedside nursing, as we call it. And bedside nursing may not be your bag. That may not be your thing. But if you find that you get joy and fulfillment out of teaching other nursing students, there you have it. So I definitely agree with what you're saying, that you have to be a student of the occupation so that you know all of the other opportunities. Like if if you like computer information systems, then you could do nursing informatics. It's so many things out there and so many varieties that you would never know if you didn't actually try and go out there and study the field. Exactly. And in using that same example, and just because you like IT doesn't mean that you that you just want to sit behind a desk and do programming. You mm-hmm. could be extroverted, but now you're doing um, technical sales. So you're out selling the very thing that you love and talking oh, yeah. to people and, and making sales and doing marketing, all that. So again, like, how are you shaped? How are you wired? God gives us a shape. God makes us who he wants us to be. You have to connect with that and be okay with it. And then and then be a student of the industry um, and to just follow it. And just know that the path is not linear. It's going it's gonna go haywire and go crazy. I used to, <laughs> I told my daughters as they were coming um into graduating, uh, my oldest uh has her master's degree, my youngest is in her graduate program now and I told them when they were coming out of undergrad and in their internships it's not. It might not be like what everybody else looks like. It might not be this linear, straight path. You, you know, you, you could be in Podunk, Iowa, somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Doing fashion because she was a fashion major, um, mm-hmm. but now she's uh, got a master's in public relations. But 
she didn't have a straight path to New York. She's in LA now, but it wasn't a straight path to that, you know? And I was like, be okay with how God, cause God is going to link it all together. But I can only say that because of my own journey. Yeah. My own, I could, I see how things, you know, it just, it don't always make sense. <laughs> no. And you're like, make it make sense. Jesus. Make it, it make sense. But <laughs> He might, it's a different path for you. For some people, it takes longer. For some people, it's a straight It's a straight shot. Your path is your path. Be okay with it. Yeah, we are all so unique in, in the way that we get there. Mm-hmm. I have loved this conversation. You have given us so much to chew on from Yay. our level of preparedness to going deep and develop and <laughs> balance. I hope it following was, the breadcrumbs. Yeah, I hope we weren't all over the place, but it's just I don't know. It's just all of this was just coming out of me like, oh my gosh. I love it. Hey, everything you said, it I feel like whatever comes out, that's what's meant to be said. I think that I would want my sister to tell me that if I had an older sister talking to me, I would want to know it. I want to know all that. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. And you've got it all. If we need to do a part two, we'll do another part two. Well, we're going to have to have you back anyway so that you can really give us more information about your actual financial coaching so that you can help all of us get our lives together with that. So you'll definitely be hearing from Miss Wesleya again. Oh, I would love to. I would love to. <laughs> well, thank you so much for stopping by and chatting with me today. No problem. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation. I loved it. Was that not good? Come on. Come on. Was that not good? The piece where Wesley has said, we have to remember what it is that we prayed for, even if it doesn't look the way that we thought it did. That piece right there was a game changer because how many of us may have turned down the situation that came to her with the church where she was making less money but it fit everything it is that she wanted to do. So I hope that inspired someone today. Let me give you some more information about Miss Wesleya, okay? Wesleya Eccles, she is an accredited financial counselor and she is the co-founder of Trinity Financial Counseling. Every day, she serves high-achieving women, helping them manage their money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally. She passionately guides her clients through five steps of financial transformation using a blueprint to help them experience financial success with grace and ease. Her financial tips and wisdom have been featured in publications such as USA Today News and Black Enterprise Magazine, and she shares her personal finance expertise as a conference speaker and workshop facilitator. Raised in Detroit, whoop whoop! And a recent empty nester, Wesleya enjoys snowbirding in Phoenix, traveling, and spending time with her family. She celebrates 28 years of marriage to her husband, Keith Eccles, and they have two young adult daughters, Kendall and Kennedy. So, sis, I hope that you are able to really get some inspiration from Wesleya's story about how she just followed the breadcrumbs that were given to her. She prayed, she asked God, she consulted God, and then she moved. And that's what I hope that we do. We pray, we consult, and then we move. We don't stay stagnant, but we just continue to move and do the next best thing. 
Of course, like I said, we're going to have Wesleya back so that she can talk to us about our finances because gone are the days where we put all of our little money, well, not little, all of our lot of money (laughs) in our savings account that's got this dismal amount of interest that we can grow from it. So she's definitely going to help us get all of that together. And in the meantime, if you would like to get in touch with Wesleya, she can be found on Instagram at mytfcoach, basically Trinity Financial, mytfcoach on Instagram. You can check out her and her partner, Miss Willa, their website, www.mytfcoach.com. And they're also on Facebook with Trinity Financial Coaching. Per usual, I will leave all of this in the show notes so that you can get in contact with Wesleya so that she can help you basically get your financial future together and get you to where exactly it is that you want to be. All right, sis, there is no one like you. There is no one out here that can do the things that you do. So show up, let your light shine bright, and never dim it for anyone. Until next time, Bye.